in northern Indiana, you will find the unusual mansion-turned-restaurant in the town of Mishawaka. The hacienda has been running successfully for the last 50 years, but before you were able to grab a margarita and a wet burrito, the historic building was turning out a slightly different fare. This particular building held the Cam and Schellinger Brewery. Though the Cam family had several lines of business and seemed one of the more prominent names in the area, they had their own set of dirty laundry that may have been too gruesome to share with the public. In the upstairs restroom, you finish washing your hands before making your way back to the main floor. As you pull the door open, you notice the lights in the dining area are now off. You pause for a moment, but don't worry about it too much. You were the last one upstairs after all. Maybe they had forgotten you were up there and shut off the lights. Walking down the winding staircase, you hear kitchen staff closing up for the night, but a sound from above you makes you stop once more. You look over your shoulder and listen closely. The sound doesn't come again, but you swore you heard a baby crying. You make your way to the break room to gather your things when you're stopped by the manager. They ask if you can run something down to the basement. You agree, reluctantly, knowing how uneasy you feel in the dark space alone. You try to make it quick, but you find yourself frozen, surveying the dim-lit room. You feel as though you saw something move in the corner, but can't bring yourself to head back upstairs yet. Your heart's pounding in your chest. You hold your breath and strain your eyes to get a better look. Just when you're about to give up... Oh my god. Oh, that was... Crawled back up. No, I looked down. I opened Snapchat to see my memories. Oh, <laughs> Keep that in your memories. No. <laughs> Hello. You are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. And we're back. Yes, I feel like we just say that every rousing time. episode. <laughs> another exciting um, episode. I was trying to think of a fancier word than episode. I, got I, I don't know. I, I got, got nothing. nothing. <laughs> An episode. It doesn't matter. So you heard us discuss in the intro. We somehow managed to. We didn't mean to do this back to back. No. But we went to another restaurant slash used to be brewer brewer i hate that word say it brewery yes and okay. it's not it's no longer is but point is we went to hacienda in mishawaka indiana which is a super fun word to say yeah <laughs> yeah for those of our listeners that are not in indiana which there is a large portion of you i'm still surprised by that but uh, i know i thought i well i did say ohio was our number one state i think it illinois now it's moved them. to illinois yes <laughs> so, so indiana's got some wild names. yeah indiana's got some cities with some wild names so mishawaka and on our way to mishawaka we passed peru we passed denver mexico. We passed mexico uh <laughs> just right down the road from us is brazil like there's kokomo yeah santa claus well if you think i don't understand our own city of Terre Haute. if you're not from here if we spelled it for you you'd be like that is not Terre Haute. (laughs) that's actually when we were in mishawaka the host asked us where we were from and we said Terre Haute. he went oh i've never heard of that he's like (laughs) just kind of looked around like okay i totally believe you we tried to explain where it was he goes okay (laughs) right it 
Yeah, I've had phone calls, like fake phone calls or, you know, student loans because those suck. Whatever. Mm. People that are just in call centers all around the country and someone called and they're like, is your name this? Yes. And you're from... Mm. And the pause. (laughs) (laughs) I've got... I got Terry... Terry Hottie mm-hmm. was the one I got. Terry Hote. Yeah, Terry. Yeah, Terry like, Hote, Terry Hot. Or Terry Hutt. Uh-huh. <laughs> Terry Hottie. Yeah. <laughs> There's so it's many It's French. Ways. And actually, we we don't even say it correctly in French. So we've, you know what? we've changed. We've <laughs> Midwesternized it. Of course. So anyway. Darn tootin'. <laughs> You're darn right. Mishawaka, Indiana. It is right up on the north end. It's really close to michigan isn't it i can't yeah it's near south bend yes so i feel like it can't be more than a half hour out from michigan maybe Mm, yeah it depends depends on traffic depends on weather Uh, because it snowed again yes that was a fun trip it was also a fun trip because it was oh timing and forethought were just not on our side and it was a trip there and back in one day yeah. And for us, it is a three and a half hour drive, three three hour drive. It didn't sound too terrible until we were actually doing it. I was like, oh, we're still driving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so It had us like sh- slingshot around Indianapolis. And so we hit Indianapolis. That for me moves really quickly. So we hit India. I was like, oh, gosh, we, we just knocked a big chunk out. No. Two hours and 45 minutes remaining. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. So, so that was a bummer. So for this episode, we were looking for things to pair it with, maybe from a brewery in Mishawaka. I know there's a brewery in South Bend. Just something to go with the area. I know we try to find like clever names to pair with it. And I ended up stopping at a different liquor store. I didn't get to use our um, reward points. Oh, yeah. The Big Red. (laughs) I I ended up going to a different local store, which they were kind of one of the guys was cool. The other guy, for literally no reason whatsoever, decided to bring up politics. I was like, I ha, ha, ha. So yeah, I just welcome like, to Indiana. <laughs> grabbed my drinks. I was like, I'm going to go ahead and leave now. I'm not going to get into it. But I went there and I asked if they had anything from South Bend. And unfortunately, they said they're not really shipping that far out right now just because of COVID. So... Instead of drinking a beer or a wine, we're drinking something that you guys literally, wherever you're listening, you can drink along with us. We are drinking just a classic margarita. margarita. On the rocks, <laughs> not frozen. On not the rocks. Heathens. No, I can't do frozen. It's instant, instant, instant brain, brain freeze <laughs> every single time I take a drink. Yeah, because so. we actually got margaritas. Well, because it's still a functioning restaurant, as you'll learn. Mm-hmm. And we ordered margaritas and i don't know why i feel like the standard is on the rocks and they came frozen i was like well because when you're listening to this if you're listening to it in time this week it was national margarita day so their special for margarita day they were doing all weekend was frozen margaritas yeah i don't read a whole lot (laughs) (laughs) so you can also celebrate national margarita day with this even though you're a couple days late it's fine whatever there's always a reason to drink margaritas. This is like my fourth day in a row drinking a margarita. So yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, oh, it is. You know, it no really one's here. Is. We're not here to judge. <laughs> We're not here to judge. We're here to drink margaritas and tell scary stories. So get a margarita, sit down, 
have a listen while I spin you a tail. <laughs> I know. I'm just sad we didn't have a crack or a pop this week, but just... Yeah, just pretend. Get a, Go get a salt shaker. Shake that. <laughs> there you go. All right. Now, let's get into the history about Hacienda, which Hacienda, this might come as a shock to you, has not always been Hacienda restaurant. Weird, I know. Right. So this actually did start out as a brewery. I hate it so much. I'm so sorry. A place where they make beer. Yes. So this, it's a really cool building. Like we said, we didn't mean to do this back-to-back to Moggers, but this building was originally a privately owned mansion, and it's still... When you go in there, it is very obvious that it was this way. You walk in the front doors, what should be the front doors, and you would see the parlor to the right, probably just a sitting conversation room to the left, the grand staircase Mm -hmm. up to the second floor. The whole thing just feels like a house that... There's even, like, (laughs) almost a servant's quarter, I feel like. Yeah, like, upstairs. Upstairs and uh, somewhere when we were looking around downstairs, you could just, it was a lot smaller. It was like a small, narrow hallway. So I'm thinking maybe that had to be to the kitchen or kind of like the servant's pass or something. Yeah, possibly. So big building, really pretty. A lot of the original architecture is still intact. Of course, they had to modify to make it a restaurant. And I'm sure it was modified to make it a brewery when it was one. And this brewery was owned by the Cam family, K-A-M-M. I guess if you're on the northern side of Indiana, that's a more well-known name. Cam and Schellinger should ring a bell. Okay. It, d- it did not for me, but no. they make it sound, but they're like, oh, well, this should sound familiar to you. It didn't. So it, this building that we were in was owned by the Cam family, and there is actually, I believe, a mirror image building that was the same exact layout and everything as the one that we were in but across the street and I believe that's the one that was owned by the Schellingers and actually this whole area the across the way now is now called the Twisted restaurant I believe so they just they called it Twisted yeah they kept calling it Twisted and then there's something beside the Hacienda all of that was connected together back in the 1800s and 1900s to create this brewery so they were all working together Mm-hmm. So nice neighbor, nice commune happening there. Nice. So I'm going to read a little bit. We're starting with, I mean, we're starting from the beginning. Duh, that's usually where you start. <laughs> so we're going to start. This goes all the way back to 1853. It says around 1853. And this information is coming from History Museum, History Museums B. Dot org. I don't just know where History Museums B. A yeah, went. Oh, okay. But... It's just some, I don't know if it's just a general museum website or if it's specifically for northern Indiana, for Mishawaka, whatever, but they do cover this brewery. So, it says, John Wagner began operating a brewery in Mishawaka around 1853. Adolph Cam and Clemens Dick purchased it from him in 1870. Both men had their family homes built on the brewery property. Okay, so it was Clemens Dick and Adolph Cam who built the homes i guess are you i feel oh my god you're over here just trying not to laugh go ahead and get it out now dick there you go are you good now yeah okay they had both of their family homes built on this property the brewery workers lived in the brewery itself and mrs cam prepared their meals so in 1880 dick sold his interest to cam and cam's brother-in-law nicholas schellinger so that's where the Cam and Schellinger come in. So I don't know if he just, if it was a personal vendetta or they he just wanted something else. I don't know. But they parted yeah. ways. And so now it's the Kim and Sh- 
Cam and Schellinger Brewery. Both of these men were originally from Rit- <laughs> Vertenburg, Virginia. Or Virginia. Wow. <laughs> Hello. Rewind. <laughs> I, I've had two drinks of margarita and clearly... You want to know what I was trying to say instead of Virginia? Are you ready for this? What? Vertenburg, Germany. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, tomato, potato. Orange, it's I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> who, who knows? They were from... And I'm saying Verten. It's... W-I-R-T-E-N, but I'm trying not to be super American, so if it really so is Germany, Verden. it's... Yeah, Württemberg, Germany. <laughs> W-I-R-T wouldn't be... Oh, that. T, okay. T, yes. I heard D, okay. No. Anyway. stuck on the whole dick thing, I guess. Oh my god, <laughs> just really can't get it out of your mind, can you? Straight people, I swear. The D, so. <laughs> so, the K&S Brewing... Oh, this word is going to haunt me for the rest of my days. I don't know why we chose to drink with our episodes, but whatever. <laughs> the K&S Brewing Company was incorporated in 1887, so it only took 17 years to for Dick to give up his interest and to hand it to Schellinger, and now they have this brewing company. So the brewery workers built the ice house, the ice storage building, and malt and yeast rooms. They were originally wood frame structures, but later acquired brick fronts. The wagon storage, stables, and boiler house were constructed between 1896 and 1901. By 1900, the annual output was 30,000 barrels of beer yearly. Okay. So is that pretty... I feel like that's pretty comparable to what was going on with... I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was pretty close. They went from like 2,000-something to 20,000 within right. a short amount of time. And it just it's interesting because Mishawaka is about a third of the size of Terre Haute. I looked up their census semi-recently and it was around 21,000 people really then yeah which but my thing is like I think we've said before Terre Haute is probably made up almost half of college students that's fair I yeah I guess so it just seemed bigger and maybe it's because I saw South Bend was right there so I'm like okay well South Bend oh that's true well yeah, so Terre Haute's made up of a lot of college students. So honestly, honestly, if you strip that away, it's probably pretty comparable. So anyway, 30,000 barrels by 1900 annually. So pretty good. Mm-hmm. During Prohibition, the brewery changed both its name and its products. They manufactured K&S root beer, em- Emeril, like E-M-R-A-L. I don't no know what that idea is. No idea yeah. what that is. Arrow cereal beverage. Ooh, soda pop beverage. and distilled water and of course it says soda pop here i'm guessing whoever wrote this is from northern indiana if not michigan because we don't say soda pop here i say real talk tell us what you say is it soda is it yeah. pop? Is it soda pop is it coke because we actually learned the other day me and megan say different things ourselves like i because i had to think about it because megan said soda yeah you, i call it soda i call it pop or coke like, everything's a Coke. Well, I had to ask you because I said it. And then, of course, I'm like, well, now you're thinking about it. But what do you call it? And you're like, oh, I think it's Coke. But I, I do. I call it soda. I'm pretty sure I I call it pop. I'm pretty sure. I think Which soda is Which is funny because I don't not. like the P sounds. Yeah, soda I don't think is common for our area. No. I don't know. I, and it may be because I don't like to say pop like hate it thanks no i hate the sound too but for some reason soda sounds i want a sodi pop i don't know i really don't <laughs> i just don't i don't like know like the outsiders soda pop 
Yeah. So go ahead and tell us what you say, where you're from, and how you say your carbonated beverage. Yeah. <laughs> also, and while you're thinking about things that you don't normally think about, do you bite your ice cream or do you just, you, were you I thinking that? I knew you were going to ask mm-hmm. that. I'm going to go ahead and tell you I'm a monster. I bite my ice cream. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm so no. sorry. Oh, I it hurt. Like sometimes you hit the nerve just right and you want to like lay in a grave, but <laughs> no. I, it, no, I bite my ice cream. I'm sorry. Ugh, so anyway, ice cream, soda, pop, carbonated beverage. Tell us what you guys say, what you do mm. and where you're from. We digress. <laughs> yeah, we digress a lot. Anyway, and back to the beverages, actually. We say we don't know what emerald is. I also don't know what a cereal beverage is. I probably that... should have looked in. Yeah, Arrow Cereal Beverage. And it's all capitalized as if this is a branding. So I don't know if that's arrow, just... Arrow, like bow and arrow? Yeah, like a bow and arrow and then a bowl of cereal beverage. And it then just so... sounds unappetizing. <laughs> I got nothing for you. I'm trying to find something. In That's it. okay. Well, so anyway, they were brewing all of that now because of prohibition, soda pop, and distilled water. And then in 1918, Nicholas Schellinger died, and ten years later, his family sold their interest in the company. Cam's sons ran the company until its closing in 1951, so they did not make it. Unfortunately, it sounds like yeah. they got after pro. They made it after prohibition because prohibition, what we said, ended in 1933. Yeah, I believe so. So they made it a little while. I don't know if it's that they lost their footing. I don't know if they just kind of gave up on the whole endeavor, whatever the case may be, because it doesn't really say here. But the brewery did close in 1951. Okay. So it says the brewery buildings at 100 Center have been readapted to commercial uses, a.k.a. Hacienda and Twisted. Mm-hmm. original interiors and equipment can be seen inside many shops and restaurants on the property so it sounds like they've tried to keep this intact which is really cool i appreciate it i actually mentioned to our server that i worked at a restaurant here in town that had the same concept where they kept a lot of the original architecture and everything intact and so i don't know i appreciate it i think it looks really cool yeah so next i found just a a short article it says it's from not secure i'm in i don't know <laughs> my phone doesn't like this but it's www2 so that's weird www2 dot blah 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 it's saint joseph county public library information so okay. and the whole article is called links to the past michiana history record detail huh so it just covers a little michigan indiana yeah michiana okay so, <laughs> i mean well we have iliana for our illinois indiana border and there is not one for ohio because yeah oh oh oh, hannah (laughs) in i i no that's why it's not there that's why (laughs) so they on here it has a cool little picture i'll show megan here and we'll probably we'll put it on the website it has an aerial view of the cam and schellinger brewery indiana take Uh, in indiana taken shortly before its closure in 1951 so here it is large and in charge it's a very large like it's weird that that's where yeah that's That's 1951 restaurant is now yes goodness it looks like it's in the middle of for it's very secluded yeah it had not become like a residential area yet no because now there's businesses all up and down the street there's gas commercial area rather i guess so it shows that this is really close to the St. Joseph River, 
it was very cold. We didn't get a chance. And it was late, so we and didn't go looking for the river. Again. But it is very close to the river, and that can be seen in the ba- background of this picture. And the property was sold and became the 100 Center Corporation, and that's this whole bundle of businesses now, Twisted, Hacienda, what have you. A little more historical background. They had a little bit more in addition here. It said it started in, oh, starting in 1918, the plant was brewing 75,000 barrels of beer a year. Oh. So a heck of a jump in 30 years. Yeah, about 30 years. Prohibition, of course, brought all of that to a halt. And to stay in operation, they started the root beer, the emerald, the cereal beverage, Mm -mm. and distilled water. That's called milk. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I just don't, it just makes me think of drinking a beer with your cereal. And that's just like the least appealing thing. That sounds worse than orange juice and milk. Like I don't, it's it's a no for me, dog. No, thank you. In 1950, so a year before it closed, a $100,000 fire destroyed malt, grain, and packaging in the second and third floor storage areas. Mm. So, you know, in addition to having to pick up the pieces after Prohibition, they had had 17 years to get it together, doing their best, uh, a fire breaks out, and it burns $100,000 worth of... Can't catch a break. No, they cannot. Adolf Cam, who was the original Cam, died in 1930, so he didn't even get to see the end of Prohibition. He saw his (sighs) business that he started just just kind of... Yeah, just be whittled down to a mere soda pop but company <laughs> so that had to suck and then his daughter laura died in 1936 just six years later <sighs> and she had been the secretary of the company for 45 years making her one of the highest ranking women ever in a local business Weird. so that's kind of you know, i don't know if they mean that's a, you know and i don't know if they mean like up until that point they have to mean up until that point because like if a secretary is one of the highest ranking positions for a woman I wonder if that's worded wrong and they just mean, like, she held it for the longest time, like, a long period. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, well, she had been been secretary for 45 years, making her one of the highest ranking women ever in local business. It must mean up until that point. That makes a lot more sense. And just local business, so not corporations or anything like that. So Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of fine print, print here that we don't see, but... Adolf's sons, Rudolph and Albin, and and Clarence, ran the brewery until it closed in 1951. So there were a lot of factors. So the the original owner died. He's already trying to pick up the pieces from his partner who pieced out really early on. Prohibition Mm -hmm. hit. He died. And now these three sons are like, uh, well, let's give it a go. Yeah. And it just, it unfortunately didn't work out. They weren't into it. (laughs) Yeah. So that, I think, is a good segue into, we're getting into the spooky stuff now, which is nice. So Albin, although it was Albin, Rudolph, and Clarence that all were running this business, my understanding is that Albin was the one that was living in the house. It was his whole shindig here. Okay. And he is obviously well-to-do, even though the brewery is flailing a little bit back and forth. So... As you do, being a well-to-do person in the 1930s to 50s, you have maids and such things like that. Yeah. So the story here, and I'm going to say this off the top of my head and I'll tell you why in a minute, is that Albin, Albin had a wife. 
that lived in this house with him, he also had maids. So what does a good doting husband in the 1930s, 1950s and a business owner do? He sleeps with the maid. Because why wouldn't you? What else is there to do? And he, lucky strike, she gets pregnant. So Mm, One of the maids? Yes, one of the maids gets pregnant. So, of course, we can't have that. He, I don't know if he necessarily bullied her. I think maybe it was more pressure for her to be like, no one can know about this. Get rid of that god dang baby. Like, do what you got to do. But Yikes. you were not supposed to be pregnant. Yeah. She was having none of this. And I don't know if he just berated her so much that she couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. But she, before she gave birth to the baby, was so distraught with everything. Whether it be the pregnancy, whether it be not being able to be with him, whatever. She ended up hanging herself in the attic of this building, what Dang. which is now the Hacienda. Mm. And I don't think, I think Albin had to have cared about her at least to some extent because he was not doing so hot after she killed herself and he was so distraught over the whole situation that he shortly after also killed himself, but he shot himself in the basement. I want, like, what is his wife doing when all this is going on? She's <laughs> like, huh, this must be something going around. I don't, like, what? Why do you something, think everyone's something just Something in the soda pop. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> so, yeah, maid hangs herself in the attic. Husband shoots himself in the basement. So, from top to bottom, this building has seen better days at this point. And I was actually able to find a newspaper clipping from the time of death of Albin. Because... Oh. I read a thing, someone was saying, this. There's so this is the story about the beginnings of ghosts that are haunting this building. Where I read the story, I don't really know why, I don't have it up right now, but where I read it, the people were saying they can find cemetery records of Clarence and Rudolph and, um, what is it, Ad- was it Adolf? Shoot, I already forgot, I think it's Adolf. Yes, Adolf. Adolf, everybody in the family, but not Albin. I read that too. I and, did come across it. Right. So I was determined. I was Not that I didn't think they did proper research, but I was like, how do you just not find anything? So I don't... It's interesting because I'll, I'll read this article. It's Albin Cam writes. For, okay. Like, like the, final rights or thing. Sort of, yeah. So this is his... How you find obituaries in the paper. This is basically his obituary, but because he was more well-to-do, he had his own section in the paper and actually, I'm, I'll read it, but in this section, sure enough, it says nothing about where he's going to be buried. Uh, anything about the maid, of course, because she was a nobody. Say, so you don't even get a name for her? No. I I tried, because I, I was like, maybe the person just didn't try hard enough. I can't... The story is a pretty tragic one. I can't find any... I couldn't... I personally could not find any records to back that up. That sucks. Yes, it does suck. So... This article reads, Albin Cam writes Friday, former treasurer of Mishawaka Brewery dies. So he was designated as the treasurer. Oh, well, whatever. Funeral services for Albin J. Cam. He was 77. Oh, wow. What? Mm -hmm. He's knocking girls up at 77? You know, which almost makes the story seem a little more... I mean, I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be unbelievable, but 19... What is the year of this? The thing is, I guess men can have kids forever and ever, but women have got to tap out at some point. So he's like banging people half his age if the story is true. Yes. And 
I just found it. This article was written, or it was published, on November 2nd, 1960. Okay, he was 77, 1960. Yeah, which I feel like, that's, that's not forever ago. I'm sitting here going, oh, what was the the average lifespan back then? But it was shorter, that just is how science and medical advances advancements yeah. work. So, 77's pretty goddamn old. And he, he was 77, he was a prominent South Bend, Mishawaka businessman, and one-time treasurer of the former Cam and Schellinger Brewing Company, Incorporated, of Mishawaka. He, and he will be... Oh, the funeral for this man will be at 10 a.m. Friday in St. Matthew's Co. Cathedral. What does RT stand for? So there's like RT... Retweet. Shut up. Oh my God, I'm so mad at you. I was like, what in the world? I Okay, retweet Reverend Messenger. I don't know. Well, there you go. MSGR. Gotta be Messenger. So the tweet from Arnold J. Wibbert. That's interesting. This, the... The reverend's name is Arnold J. Wibbert, W-I-B-B-E-R-T. Oh. Is that interesting to you? Yeah. It's interesting to me. You want to know why? Go back to... Well, nobody... I can't give out more information than this because we're starting to get into, like, (laughs) business questions here. A family... One of our family names is Vibbert with a V, which is a very odd name. It doesn't... It has a weird history, and it's almost like the name kind of has been made up at some point or someone changed the spelling mm-hmm. or misunderstood and wrote it down wrong. So I think this is interesting that Wibbert is a very odd last name as well. Hmm. But I digress. We'll look into that on our own, I suppose. Hmm. <laughs> so anyway, he's going to officiate and in I read that as internet internment will be in the, <laughs> so the tweet will be in the Highland Cemetery Mausoleum. Okay. Mr. Cam in ill health the last eight months died <laughs> this whole story just goes to poop. Mr. Cam, in ill health the last eight months, died at 8.15 a.m. Tuesday in his home at 3214 York Road. At the time of his death, he was president of the Cam and Schellinger Co. Incorporated, a warehouse rental firm in Mishawaka, president of the Columbia Corps, a real estate firm in Mishawaka, and president of the LaSalle Hotel Realty Corporation of South Bend. So he had a lot going on. Mm -hmm. But I don't know why I just kept blazing on. He died due to ill health, it says right here, unless we're trying to... It's a cover-up or something, if they're like, we can't put... He shot himself. He shot himself in the basement. Even though some news articles, older news articles, have no shame. They're just like, oh, there's blood and guts everywhere. Like, they (laughs) don't care. They also, the whole, like, lack of forensic evidence and forensic collecting at the time. They walk in, they're like, oh, that's a lot of blood. Clean it up. (laughs) Like, go on. And in in the 60s, it, God, it was the 60s. It definitely (laughs) happens. So anyway, the son of a pioneer Mishawaka family, he served with two brothers, the late Rudolph Cam, so Rudolph's already gone, and Clarence of Mishawaka as an officer in the Cam and Schillinger Brewing Company for over 50 years until the firm ceased operations in 1951. His father, the late Adolph Cam, began the brewing business in Mishawaka in 1870 and was joined by his brother-in-law, the late Nicholas Schellinger, in 1880. We know all of this. For most of the first half of this century, Mr. Cam and his brothers Rudolph as president, Clarence as vice president, and then... Albin. Albin, thank you, as the treasurer, operated the brewing in Mishawaka. Mr. Cam was also a life member of the Benevolent and Protective Order of Elks of South Bend and was a member of 
Airy2083 Fraternal Order of Eagles. I've actually heard of these things. Have Thanks. you for real? Yeah, because of my line of work, I mm. deal with a lot of businesses. I guess so. that's true, because I'm over here like, that sounds like a bunch of weird actually, things. Actually, I deal solely with businesses, so both of those sound... There's... Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm like, I said all of these wrong. Did I do all right? Yeah, that's... Oh, okay, because the Airy is the weirdest... Is that how it's pronounced? I believe so. Is it A-E-R-I-E or something yes. like that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, she does know. Anyway, he was born on December 13th, 1882 in Mishawaka and had lived in his, his entire life in South Bend area on August 16th, 1916. He married Lavina M. Err in St. Agnes Catholic Church in Cleveland. She survives. It, it says all of this and then period. She survived. She lived. Period. Yeah. We don't care about the wife. She's un- She's alive still, unfortunately. Anyway, other survivors, in addition to his brother Clarence of Mishawaka, are his three sons, Wilbur, Gerald, and Elmer. What a, what a wonderful group of names. <laughs> All of South Bend. And three sisters, Pauline. I like Mrs. Pauline Schindler, Ms. Marie Cam of Mishawaka, and Mrs. Joanna T- Toep. So anyway, and then it goes on to talk about pallbearers and the time and what have you. So that really just puts a whole big damper on the whole he shot himself in the basement thing. Yeah, unless it's a lie. <laughs> yeah, you know, and we'll find out here because one of the last articles I've got here is an interesting one, and I actually looked on, they have a Facebook page, and this girl looks pretty cool, like, she looks like someone we would hang with and just do spooky things with, so, hey, spook, hit us up. yeah, spookeats.com, if you're listening, hit us up, like your article, <laughs> like your Facebook page, well, I'll go, I'll go actually like your Facebook page after this, promise, hugs and kisses, okay, <laughs> so anyway, she writes, what do a 19th century brewery and a wet burrito have in common, Which, I'm dying, I, I don't, <laughs> why Hacienda, of course, I was just going to say, I feel like a wet burrito is such a weird, nasty sounding thing. I don't know if this is universal. I don't know if it's just a Midwestern <laughs> thing because the dirty's dirty little secret. Taco Casita has a wet burrito here. They're home of the home wet of the plate. Wet, oh, wet plate. Sorry. A wet plate. Literally, every, whatever you order there, it's going to be wet. They just slop on a bunch <laughs> of red cool. sauce. Why do you have to say it like that? <laughs> because that's what Between they do. Between that and the grease, basically just open your mouth and it slides in and slides out. Like, welcome that's what makes it good is they haven't changed the grease since like 1996 it has all the flavor (laughs) (laughs) disgusting oh my gosh what was the thing actually at the taco casita here in town you said there is a sign there's a sign hanging up in the kitchen but the kitchen's very open oh right and you can see it clear as day as you're a customer ordering at the cash register and in the back you just see the sign that says anything that can go wrong will Will. and it's in that like pick art (laughs) rainbow wavy font (laughs) like the knowledge is power well oh oh, no it like when you go into word docs paint whatever and you pick basically every modification you could make to millennial friends if you and yeah millennial yeah whenever you were making powerpoints yes (laughs) yeah what anything that can go wrong will and we really like that that's hanging up in the kitchen of the Taco Casita. Yeah. At least they're honest. Right. <laughs> they're not. They're showing you everything up front. They're an open book. <laughs> everything's wet. Everything's wrong. There's the jukebox to the left. Right. <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> oh my God. So anyway, they have the history of the Hacienda here. So now 
this is the history of Hacienda as it is. So, of course, it's probably we're going to discuss the brewery still a little bit, but this is how we got to where we are today. The Hacienda restaurant is now found in what was once the private residence of the Cam family. Now, if you were around northern Indiana before 1951, you would be familiar with the Cam Schellinger Brewing that was once situated here. It was an enormous complex that ran from 1870 to 1951, brewing beer and soft drinks during that horrible time known as Prohibition. Horrible. Terrible. Terrible times. (laughs) During the late 19th century, both Cam and Schellinger families built beautiful mansions on the ground of the brewery every time, (laughs) where they were able to live and work. The brewery was transformed into the 100 Center, a place for local restaurants and small businesses, and saw its heyday in the 1970s. So obviously, they revamped it and did a good thing because it boomed in the 70s. And in 1978, Hacienda converted the former Cam family's home into a successful Mexican restaurant and has managed to remain an anchor to the at the 100 Center for over, even after 40 years. So <laughs> who would have known that a mansion, someone looked at that and they're like, oh, I almost said something really stupid in oh. one, of their, one of their dishes that they have. It cracks me up. I don't, oh I don't, I don't know gosh, why that was my thought. L- I can't believe it's been open since the 70s. Yeah, it's been, o- someone in 1970 walked into that building, saw that, like, scroll staircase, le- like, the grand staircase, <laughs> the parlor to the right, the conversation room to the left, the hall down to the, probably the servant quarters, and they're uh-huh. like, Someone get me a wet burrito. That's all it costs. They just were really itching for a taco. Mm. Which, I mean, like, I will eat, give me breakfast tacos. God, a breakfast taco sounds breakfast really burrito. good. Breakfast burrito. Breakfast mm. burrito slap. Like, you cannot go wrong. I made an omelet for lunch today because why not? If I, I had, I really wanted a burrito, but I ran out of tortillas. So <laughs> I was really, I was stuck with what I had to work with. So anyway. Apparently, old bones of mansions really just get you craving some tacos. Scream south of the border for <laughs> some reason. Yes, as far from south of the border as possible, they're like, let's spice up our life. Let's make this a Mexican restaurant in the Hacienda. We're going to use born. salt and pepper. Oh my God. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, the the northern Indiana white people needed some some spiciness. So salt, pepper, mm. and chili flakes. Oh, salt guacamole. Hello, Stop. salsa. <laughs> oh, no, okay, real talk. I like some spicy food. The salsa there. Maybe we'll get into the food we ate while we were there. The salsa. I like my nose was running and I kept it was kicking. I know. I kept. I would take a bite. I'm like, why won't it stop? And I just. Kept, I told my <laughs> sister. Uh, it was. Me, Megan, and Maddie that were there, actually. I kept eating it, and I was just like, why can't I stop? But it was just in front of me. I was a monster. I ate everything. Onward. God. <laughs> I'm so So, hungry. despite the food, despite the brewery, despite the clearly not real story of Albin shooting himself in the basement, so we know, that we know of. Right. It could be a cover-up. A big name like that can't have a scandal now. So, the haunting, it says... Like most hauntings that come from the late 19th century, this one is about a tragic love story gone horribly wrong. So think this, and somewhere else I think is where I heard this whole theory. According to the legend of the mansion, the owner was having an affair with one of the maids. When he found out he had gotten her pregnant, he turned his back on the maid, leading her to hang herself in the attic. Overwhelmed with the guilt he felt, the man shot himself down in the basement. Paranormal claims have run rampant 
Ever since Hacienda opened the mansion's doors to the public, employees have claimed to see a hazy apparition of what looks to be a young woman believed to most likely be the maid in our tragic tale. Our ghostly claims involve soda machines working on their own and bathroom stall doors opening and closing on their own up on the second floor. I don't know why I could not read that sentence. <laughs> so that's the whole idea behind the Hacienda and why it's haunted. I, I keep wanting to jump into things that we were told, but that's going to be Megan's segment. So the writer here, the author here of SpookEats.com, gave us the went ahead and gave us a spooky rating on this place, like what they think about it, how scary they think it is. So we'll see if their rating adds up to our rating. They have this, and this is on a scale of 10, not a 5, as a 5 out of 10. Okay. So it could be better, could be worse. They said, I was originally going to give this place a higher spooky rating. It definitely has an eerie feel as you walk through the various different dining rooms up and the upstairs to the bathroom. There's no denying that this was once someone's home. You just get that feeling as you look into each of the rooms. However, I had to drop a point simply because its ghost story doesn't have much history or physical evidence to back it up. I have also found this to be very true. (laughs) According to the local historical society, the mansion was built for one of Adolf Cam's children, Albin Cam. Which, that's interesting, because it sounds like they just built it to have in an Albin kind of... At least according to this, yeah, according to this public library's website and this museum website, it sounds as if it was built for the brewery and then they happened to live there. So who knows? I mean, they went to the historical society and found that information. So they may, they're probably right. Mm -hmm. The young heir to the Cam Schellinger Brewing may have been might have had a maid, and if this was the case, he very well might have had an affair with her because, you know, it was the sixties. (laughs) <laughs> but there are no records that tell us when Albin died. See that? Now, see, this is where I read so much on this that this is where it's all come together. So she said this article is, I believe, two years old. So I don't know. This this article that I found was published in 1960. So how did I come across it now? Right. So I don't know if they just had a hard time finding it. 2019 was not that long ago, as we know. But they just said they couldn't find when he died, much less how, which, even though it was pub- if it was published on November 2nd, he was such a prominent figure, he had to have died, like, on the 1st, or right before that. They probably talked about it very quickly. So they said there, there's no way to know if he did shoot himself in the basement. So that is true, that I can find the article of when he died. It, do- it says he was ill. But, mm-hmm. again, who's to know if this is true or not? Right. And unfortunately, that's kind of all they've got on the haunting and their reasoning for choosing a 5 out of 10 rating. If you're curious, though, they also have a yummy rating, (laughs) which I hate that word. (laughs) But I probably have to agree with them, though, because they gave it an 8 out of 10. I personally, (laughs) I don't know if my my peers here had such a good experience, but I I got some street tacos. God, they were so good. It said, Hacienda is famous for their wet burritos and carefree, friendly vibe. I was a bit nervous about visiting a restaurant in a restored mansion. I assumed it would be expensive, but I was more than pleasantly surprised by my experience. Of course, I had to get the wet burrito since that's their claim to fame. The downside, it wasn't nearly as saucy as I like. (laughs) The upside, the thing is the size of a baby. (laughs) (laughs) I will say none of us got the wet burrito. I didn't get the wet burrito. I know, I really wanted to, but those street tacos were just tugging at my heartstrings. (laughs) 
It's a, she said, it is enormous with, with more than enough food for two sittings. So I could have eaten it in one is what you're saying. Right. And best of all, it was only $10. Prices are not bad at all with the most expensive thing being fifteen forty nine on the lunch menu. Calm down. Dang. And the margarita, uh, which it, apparently the margarita of that day was a sangria, was only $3.75. Very, very reasonable. Nice. This was the stupid thing I was going to say earlier. The menu is impressive with a slew of unique and original dishes that I haven't seen at other Mexican restaurants. Make sure you order the fry-yay-yay appetizer. (laughs) I read that and I was so mad. I just, just, I don't know why I don't like it. I don't like it. Hacienda, the food was banging. I can't, it's kind of like when you go to Denny's and nobody order. no one says very confidently, can I get the moons over my hammy? Right. Like, I don't. You mumble that. <laughs> I know, I did. I ordered that one time and I was like, can I get the moons over my hammy? And they're like, what's that? I just, I pointed at it. I was like, I'm not saying that. Anywho, with an interesting variety of food, a beautiful location and lower prices, the next time I find myself in Indiana, I'm making a pit stop at Hacienda and then maybe I'll find it a bit spookier. That is all she wrote. So, that's the information that I've got on the Hacienda and actually as the Cam and Schellinger Brewing Company. So, basically, from its existence, it's, what do you call it? Uh-oh, I lost the word. Yeah, what it, uh, oh gosh. It's startup, but it's not startup. There's no. a fancier word than that. Oh, I'm oh, so man. mad. It's okay, right I'm there. salty. From then to now. From 1891 to now. I know, you're... I'm trying so hard. <laughs> We're going to yell it at some point. Down, down, while Megan's talking, I'm going to yell it for no reason. And we'll all know why. So anyway, has a pretty... That story, if it's true, is a pretty sad one. And a pretty <sighs> unfaithful man. I swear to God. <laughs> so if it's true, that sucks. And definitely, it almost makes you wonder if there's baby ghosts because maid was frigante when she hung herself yikes no thanks well then we don't want to get into the topic of when is a fetus a baby and blah 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 we're not gonna talk that here oh my gosh inception (laughs) oh my gosh the word is inception is it inception since it's inception i guess so oh heck you know (laughs) that's what i was like i like that movie i guess no all right, so up. Megan slammed that margarita, and I don't really know when it happened, but now I'm going to try to drink my margarita while she, what is it? The definition of inception is the establishment or starting point of an, in, of an institution or activity. She, uh, example, she has been on the board since its inception two years ago. Okay, I just needed to hear it in context. The word is inception since the inception and to now. <laughs> Is it haunted? I'll let Megan tell you. Well, let's see how I do. Because now I, am, I get to drink my margarita. My margarita is gone. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so we decide to make the trek to Mishawaka for what? We drove all this way for we Mexican. So, yeah, we're like, if we drive, this Mexican better be like mm. the best Mexican. And also, I better see a full on ghost. <laughs> I better get in my I face. I better sit down with the cams and have a margarita. Right. So we drive all this way. We find the restaurant. And it's what... It's so strange to look at because it is this really nice building. Very big. It looks residential except for the neon green Hacienda sign in the front yard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what we think is an addition, that upstairs bar area. It definitely has to be. There's no way it's not. 
So we go into the restaurant and we get there towards the end of the day. They closed at like 10. We get there around like the eight o'clock mark. And we're like, well, this is good for us because I mean, once they start shutting down, hopefully there's not a lot of people in here and maybe we can make good with our, our uh, waitress. So the woman who seats us sits us down and she goes, well, I was going to be your waitress, but I'm having a really bad day and I don't want to, what does she say? She's like, oh, she's like, I'm having a, uh, I'm ready to, oh Lord, what did she say? She was really mad and she's like, I actually want to make good tips. So I'm going to get a different waitress to help you because I'm in like, a bad I'm re- mood. I'm going to rip someone's head off. Yeah. She's like, I'm ready to rip someone's head off. So I'm going to get you a different server and I can... So I don't give you bad service and I can make good money or something like that. And I was I just like, uh, <laughs> I mean, she's I, honest. I know. I Which I feel like to some people that would have been very off-putting, but all of us have worked in food service. I actually yeah. don't think Maddie has. Last <sighs> right? <laughs> and I straight up told her, I was like, I work in a restaurant. I completely get it. But I work in a kitchen, so I get to say when I want, when I want to say it. And she's <laughs> like, okay, I'll go get her. Yeah, so she kind of storms away. And this other girl shows up, and she was very nice. She took our order, accommodating, answered our questions. But we couldn't get her to stick around for more than, like, five seconds. And she was definitely just there to do her job and go. Yeah. But we enjoyed our food. Uh, if you want to know, I was like, so-so. Maybe I didn't get the best thing on the menu. It, the chicken was kind of just, meh. What did you get again? It was like some chicken burrito with cheese. and Right. Yeah, I got, I got street tacos. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wonderful. I feel bad because Maddie's a vegetarian, so she ordered the chicken and spinach quesadilla, but just wanted the spinach and cheese and everything else. They, they still put, put chicken, chicken on it. On it. So, sorry, sorry to throw, Yeah, sorry to throw her under the bus also, but she may or may not have eaten it anyway. Oh my God. And I think it was just, I don't know if it was just the chicken, like, because I had like every other meat but chicken and it was all wonderful. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I had the same chicken in my burrito and it was just, I don't know it what was okay, it was. It was okay, but it wasn't like, f- wow, fry wonderful. Like... <laughs> So we're eating our food. We get our margarita, which they were frozen. And every single sip was just killing my brain slowly. It hurt so bad. And we couldn't really get her attention to ask. I'm like, no, we did not drive all this way. I'm going to make myself look like a fool. And I'm going to stop and ask someone because I'm never, I'll probably never see these people again. So we finally grab one of the waitresses and it ends up being the one who was initially going to help us. And she was cleaning up one of the other rooms. And I don't know what we said to her to kind of start the banter, but she came out and asked us if we enjoyed it. We said, yeah, it was good. And I'm like, but we do have one question. Um, we heard the place was haunted. And she goes, oh, yeah. We're like, what? what is, oh, yeah. Yeah, and she didn't seem overly excited. She's just like, yeah, I don't really believe in that. But that's what they say. And she said she had heard stories from people who had worked there and experienced things, but her herself had not experienced anything firsthand. Now, she did tell us one story, and I can't remember who it was, maybe just uh, some other employees who used to work there, but they had coffee pots and stuff in the back, and she said they were back there cleaning up, or who knows what, I mean, just kitchen stuff, whatever you do in a kitchen restaurant, or (laughs) yeah, kitchen in a restaurant. You don't want to know. (laughs) (laughs) She said that one of the people working there said the coffee pot came off the brewer and like flew across the room and shattered. Yeah. 
Yeah, like someone just, like, it's not like it fell. Yeah, it, it just didn't like, slide off the counter. It was on away from the coffee brewer. So that was a scary thing that mm-hmm. happened to them, but not to us. We said, well, we'll we'll go ahead and be up front with you. We're here to maybe also find some ghosts. And we told her about our podcast. And she is like, you know, I don't really believe in that stuff myself, but I'm totally down with it. Like, I, I don't mind. And then she's like, do you guys want to go upstairs and, like, look around? We said, uh, yes. <laughs> and she's like, do you want me to turn the lights on or you want me to keep them off and keep it spooky? So like keep, keep them, them off, off. <laughs> <laughs> so we head up the stairs and it is this, oh, this ornate staircase it's so nice i just can't it like it blew my mind every time i'd stop and think about it. i'm like man this is just a restaurant now i can't mm-hmm. believe this and it must be doing well if it's still sitting there 50 years later mm-hmm. so we get up there the lights are out now the bathrooms are upstairs the men and the women's restrooms and we went to them right when we got there because we'd been sitting in the car for three and a half hours and had to pee so bad yeah i the first thing i did i got in the stall and i pulled out my phone and i turned on ghost too i was like is anybody here and it was whispering i did not know i didn't know megan had opened the app so i jokingly went when we were sitting there and it got quiet i went is there anyone that wants to talk to us? Yeah. <laughs> and I think your phone said something. I was like, hello. I did get a couple of things. And you were and like, I oh, I opened ghost ready. tube. I was like, dang, you didn't even tell me that. I know my bad. I took a couple of screenshots and I realized I didn't get the very beginning. So I think I lost what was said at the, at the very beginning, but we did get some names, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of names. It was, Dang it, I can't remember the name at the restaurant. Or the the first one that I got. But my phone was kind of chatty at first. I said, okay. And we end up going back downstairs. Fast forward now, we're back upstairs. And the lights are out. Nobody's up there. There's a lot of seating up there. And it's almost like a small little kitchen. The same way that Mogger's is set up up in the banquet hall. Yeah. It, it's kind of that situation. So we end up sitting around a table and we turn on ghost tube and kind of let it do its thing. And we start talking to it. And at one point, I don't know if we asked something or if it was just going on its own. I think we were just talking amongst ourselves and my phone. It it was giving a lot of names. Both of us Mm -hmm. were getting a lot of names. I got Ray at one point, which is a really odd one. We both got blue. Yeah, I got, from all I can see in my screenshot is Joseph and Anthony. Right. And that was within two minutes of each other. Yeah. But one of the things it did say at the exact same time, Kelsey and I both had ghost tube going, and it said heart attack, but it was so in sync. That you couldn't, I couldn't hear her say it, and she couldn't hear mine say it. It happened at the exact same time. And the only reason we knew is because I think both of us said, oh, my phone said heart attack. I'm like, no, my phone said heart attack. And we ended up looking at it, and both of our phones at the same time said heart attack. So maybe, maybe Albin did die of something more natural. Yeah, uh, that could be. I don't know. Honestly, not a lot came from Ghost Tube. I don't believe. No, there was one unrela- unrelated to the restaurant. We were sitting there talking amongst ourselves when my phone, I don't know if you can all recall, 
last episode when we were using the Ouija board and I finally turned on my ghost tube, sat it on the board, the first thing it said was Thomas. Oh, yeah. And we're like, oh, it's Thomas here. And it started very quickly, like, making its way over to yes. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to now, we're sitting at the table talking amongst ourselves and my phone said Thomas again. I was like, oh, is this, ta- like, maybe I have my own Jennifer yeah it's jennifer right or is it jessica it's jennifer, jennifer right oh i was like maybe gosh. thomas is my jessica and I jennifer was like, gosh darn it <laughs> maybe thomas is my jennifer and i think i said i was like oh is thomas here with us and without missing a beat it went sure i yeah. we were like uh hello <laughs> sir <laughs> and i think i started to say something i was like are you gonna like follow me home i can't remember what i was saying i think i was saying something not bad about thomas but i was like i can't have you following me i can't have this it went don't i was like (laughs) okay i won't then i don't know so (laughs) i don't know if thomas is my jennifer but it was just very interesting that just on a whim without asking questions thomas popped up and i was like oh is this is this is this thomas following me (laughs) yeah sure it's, I guess. It sounds like a spirit that would follow me. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> right. I was hungry. Margaritas in Mexico. Right. I heard it was National Margarita Day. So. <laughs> Thomas is my kind of... Sp- Go ahead, Thomas. If that's the type of person you are, follow me. Go right. ahead. Right. If you don't mean any ill will, you just want to drink Margs and hang out, we're here You came to it. the right person. <laughs> so, Kelsey go- keeps her, her ghost tube running, and I decide... Because I keep forgetting about it, and we did use it at Moggers. I said, you know what? I'm going to use the Connect. Now, the Connect will detect any humanoid shape, I guess, or presence if there's enough energy to present an, uh, a human like shape. Even if you can't see it with the naked eye, this should pick it up if something is there creating enough energy. So I go walking around with the Connect, and I'm in a restaurant. I can hear the kitchen staff downstairs cleaning up, finishing up for the day. They're closing down. Kelsey and Maddie are in the other room. I shouldn't feel uneasy, but I'm walking across the, past the bathrooms, across the hall, into the other portion of the dining area, I immediately didn't feel good. And I don't know what it was, but I felt very nervous. And I didn't think about it at the time, but... I didn't hear you guys. I didn't hear downstairs when I was in there. And it's just one big open. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're really close to open concept, but not quite. Right. I mean, there's the main landing when you get to the top of the stairs that's open to where both of us were. Yes. It's like the central point. So you should have been able, I should have been able to hear everybody downstairs. And it's like, once I started walking around with the connect, I couldn't hear anybody. And it got very eerie feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. It also didn't help that, I mean, it's nighttime and it had begun to snow very heavily. So it was creating this ambiance. It was very pretty, but it was a little foreboding. So, well, one of the things that freaked us out and it wasn't even supernatural, it just got us all scared. The, the booths upstairs, they've put like a pane of plexiglass in between each of the booths. So when we stood up, you could see your reflection really well. And each of us saw, (laughs) I saw the reflection of Megan in it and Megan saw the reflection of me and both of us went, I went, who is that? (laughs) I was like, who is she? And Megan's like, Oh, like I think Megan said the same thing. You're like, someone's in that booth. I did. I started panicking. I said, "There's a face." And I was it like, was "You Kelsey. idiot!" <laughs> it was and just Megan's phone lit up on her face. I was like, "God dang it!" Yeah. So we kept scaring each other with the plexiglass. But 
and, and I made sure to keep that in mind when I was using the connect. I'm like, if it picks something up in the glass, I'm going to assume it's just myself. Mm-hmm. And I walked around with a connect pointing at the booths, looking in the aisle way, I guess, in between the booths. And I got to one and I heard it. It kind of sets off an alarm when something's detected. Mm-hmm. And I happened to look up right when when it beeped and as I was swiping my phone across. So I quickly look back down and I move my phone back to the area. And I swear this is the only time I wasn't recording, which makes me so mad. It's um, how it goes. I put my phone back on the booth and there's someone sitting in the booth. Not that I can see with the naked eye, but Connect picked up a shape and it wasn't, there was one booth I pointed at that it picked up a shape, but it was like the carving in the wood. It mm-hmm. kind of saw as a person. This was sitting on the cushion in the center of the booth. And I started laughing and I could hear Kelsey and Maddie go, what? In the other room, because I didn't even know how to react. I was just like, ah, there's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't get it to come back up. And that's the other thing that makes me feel like it has some merit to it. Because if I could have like, walked away 10 times and walked back and pointed my phone at it and it popped up every single time then we know that there's just some reflection or some shape right I would start to think that it maybe it's just picking up a shadow or something from outside but I could not get it to pop up again Mm -hmm. which makes me feel like somebody was upstairs now this may have been it it would I don't know if this would have been distasteful we didn't do it anyway but something we discussed after the fact is that supposedly according to the the spooky part of the story Mm -hmm. the maid hung herself upstairs yes if we would have pointed our phone up the ceiling and and I would have seen something oh my god I would have been out so fast Mm -hmm. you wouldn't you wouldn't believe how fast i could run oh my god so even after eating all that mexican uh yeah my leftovers stairs i would have even left my leftovers and that's how much i know Mm -mm, (laughs) never blasphemy after i'm done sweeping the the area with my connect i decide to go back and as i'm walking back into the room i can see one of the staff downstairs through the the banister walk by and they looked up at me and i'm sure i just looked as creepy as possible because i looked down at them and i didn't know how to react so i smiled and waved and he goes who's up there (laughs) (laughs) and i i don't know why i said it's me like he was gonna know who me was and then i said uh it's a customer we're customers and so i'm sure he's like why are customers up there but you could tell he doesn't get paid enough he goes oh i didn't want to see nothing spooky up there i'm not trying to get scared and walked away (laughs) well just they may have had knowledge because i will say the server at the very beginning when we started this conversation was like oh the manager might have some stories let me go grab them yeah so the manager was fully aware we were in the building and checking out the place uh that manager didn't end up coming and talking to us they said that the previous manager again with the whole i don't have a story but so and so so when they haven't been the manager very long but the manager before them had scary stories i'm like of course they did yeah it was that was everybody. Well, not me, but mm-hmm. someone who used to work here said. It's yeah, because like, then uh, I believe we saw one of the bartenders. And, somebody in the back, yeah. Yeah, and she was 
really interactive with us. She was like, oh, I totally believe... She's like, have, have any of you lived in a haunted house before? I was like, oh, low-key, I feel like I do right now. Yeah. <laughs> and she talked about, like, how she lived in a haunted house, and she's like, oh, I haven't had anything happen to me, but I know that this is... Ha- like, someone said this happened, and this coworker said this happened. I was like, dang, all of you were like, not me, but them. Yeah. And it's, of course, nobody that currently works there. It's old employees and mm-hmm. old managers and... We end up going back downstairs, and the waitress was still clamped. She goes, did you find any ghosts? And we're like, maybe. maybe." (laughs) Well, I was going to say, actually, when we went to the bathroom when we first got there, and we were messing around with ghosts, too, I think there was a moment where we both, you know, you have to clean up and get up and get out of the stall. And we both heard, like, a knock as if someone was opening a door. Yeah, I thought someone walked in. And I walked out. I thought you had already... I don't know. I thought you opened your door and I thought that's what that click was. So I opened my door and then you opened your door. And I was like, I thought you like opened the door and Megan was like, I thought you did. Yeah. I thought someone had walked into the bathroom or something because I was being done with ghost tube. And then I, I shut up so fast. I'm like, oh my God. Cause we heard this click and it sounded like a door open. So I was like, oh, Megan's already done, I guess. And no, both of us heard it. It was neither of us and no one else came in the bathroom. So yeah, there is that. And that was broad daylight. That's when the lights were on up there. And it was in full swing, 8 o'clock dinner rush. Yeah, there was still other people there eating. We were definitely the last people in the building. And then after we... I will say, so you, you could say, oh, did someone like walk in, see that the stalls were full and walked out? Is that a possibility? Of course it's a possibility. But this area upstairs, the bathrooms are open to the public, duh. But they aren't doing any seating up there because it's not busy enough. So there was no one up there yeah and there were other restrooms down the hallway mm-hmm. so anyway i don't know go on uh after we looked around upstairs we go downstairs waitress wants to know if we saw anything and we said oh, we'll see who knows <laughs> and i couldn't help myself i wanted to know we gotta push our luck we're here how many times am i gonna drive to mishawaka indiana so i told her You know, we had read a little bit of the history before we came there, and we read that the basement was pretty haunted, too, because Mm -hmm. of what happened down there. And she goes, oh, yeah, that guy supposedly shot himself down there. And we Mm -hmm. said, yeah, I know. And she said that's where most of the stories come from. And she said it's it's, uh, supposedly the most haunted part of the building. I said, "Uh uh-huh. And? And? (laughs) And she didn't say anything. And I'm like, do you guys still use the basement she goes oh yeah we've got all of our merch or not merchandise but um, decorations and yeah decoration promotional things down there uh, just, just a bunch of random stuff and i was like yes <laughs> and she was not picking up what i was putting down i'm like i know they're trying to close down like if part of me thought maybe if we called ahead and said hey can we do this but i i'm afraid I don't they think- i didn't want to get shut down right away so i figure if we could just schmooze the the waitress and get mm-hmm. in good that they see like, my cute face and they can't resist <laughs> <laughs> like you know what these kids these uh, kids uh, <laughs> these people don't mean weird any adults. harm <laughs> so i was that's that's how i work is i'm just gonna be really nice until they give me what i want um <laughs> we did not 
get to go in the basement. I was pretty bummed. But when she went to go get the manager to talk to us and then came back and was like, well, my manager won't come out, but this is what they said. I'm like, yeah, they're busy. They just want to close up. And because Mm -hmm. it started snowing and we had to drive three and a half super long way, they're probably like dreading driving the 10, 15 minutes home. Yeah, our server was like, are you going back to Terre Haute? And we're like, yeah. And she's like, tonight? tonight? (laughs) Yes, tonight. She's like, you better be careful. She was very nice. I don't know yeah. what made her so upset earlier, but I think hopefully we like made her feel better by the time we left. Probably somebody back in the kitchen. I'll tell you what. <laughs> there every day I want to rip someone's head off and by the end of the shift you you're hugging people back by the bathroom and saying, "Sorry I got mad at you. Sorry I got mad at you for getting mad at me." That literally happened to me. I would me. be the one to go you were mad at me. Like yeah. <laughs> No, that 100% happened to me. I got I got in a tiff with one of my the kitchen manager actually he went out for like 15 minutes i was like angrily mopping the floor and then he slowly walks back in and just stares and he comes up doesn't say anything hugs me and he like whispers in my ear he's like i'm sorry i yelled at you was like i'm sorry i got mad that you yelled at me (laughs) he's like you want to close the store yes to be fair i wouldn't be oh you were mad at me i would at every moment any given time i'd say they're mad someone's mad somebody oh gosh (laughs) everyone hates me at any point in time that's me. Hi, I'm a Libra. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, that, unfortunately, that's all that we really have. I hate that we keep saying unfortunately, but it is. I One of these days we won't have an unfortunate. I promise you spooky things exist. Well, not that sp- something spooky didn't happen. I think the connect was kind of strange. Uh, couldn't get it to come back, so makes me feel like it. But I think it's unfortunate that we couldn't explore the whole building like we wanted to right but we also showed up unannounced Mm -hmm. on you know right at closing time if they were prepared for maybe but maybe yeah our little bathroom encounter Mm -hmm. could be explained away but also was a little weird because it didn't sound like the door but it sounded like a door i don't know it's hard to explain oh and the thing that kills me all of i assume what would be the closets and stuff in this building they've taken the door handles <sighs> off yeah and i try i was like shining my light and i was like what's behind they've even that like door? yeah they've even filled in the holes where the doorknobs go so i wanted to ask about them like so what do you what's behind the doors anything i don't know I'm curious who knows <laughs> but anyway oh that was a lot was a lot of talking but i feel like now it's sorry it's just uh, man when you get me talking about food it's really hard to stop i right. swear i can't believe we did two restaurants back to back oh, i'm so hungry <laughs> i actually i may or may not have tacos waiting in the kitchen for me so let's mm. let's rate this bad boy wrap it up so i can wrap up a taco and eat okay <laughs> so the first thing now that we're finished with the history the background the spooky stuff we're and gonna our margaritas it. and our margarita we're both done now <laughs> Uh, if you're unfamiliar, what we do at the end, kind of what Spook Eats does, is that we rate our story on a couple of different levels. The first thing we're going to rate on is the historical accuracy. And that is the history that we've read. Does it lend a hand? Does it explain the spooky, do we believe, mm-hmm. the the spooky story aspect of it? On a scale of zero, oh, I guess we're gonna throw in zero because we've given we've zeros. done some zeros. zero to, zero five, to five. We're gonna rate it. I think I th- I've, I'm going back and forth between uh, two numbers, but I think I got it. I'm just gonna go. Maybe with my I'm gut. Ju- okay. I'm just I'm not changing my mind. <laughs> All right, let's just find out. <laughs> 
three, two, one, two. Three? You know, Pretty two and three. Close. Two and three is what I was going back and forth on. I, I couldn't bring myself to do a three, but go ahead and tell me why. I just did a three because e- even though, okay, if you really just want to go off straight what's written in black and white i would say a two or even a one just because there is nothing that talks about the maid that's documented and talks about the affair and her getting pregnant and killing herself and him killing himself but do i believe that they lied and put something different to save the shame of the family Yes. It's always a possibility. It was a well-to-do... You listed off all those places he owned besides the brewery, like uh, the realty realty company. Yeah, he had all sorts of stuff. So I guarantee they didn't want a scandal. They're like, let's just... uh, And bury half of Mishawaka. Yeah, so let's call it uh, ill. He was ill. Yeah, because that's very vague. It could have been tuberculosis. It could have been... A heart attack mm-hmm. could have been syphilis. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I it was in the seven. It was nineteen sixty. I guess because like, he was born in the eighteen hundreds. I just I yeah, keep. Well, you never know. So, whatever. But that's why I stick with the three. I think they one hundred percent could have fabricated that story because they wanted to save the family the shame. See, I picked the two because of the reason that you said in the beginning. The reason why I was trying to, f- I was flopping back and forth between a two and a three. I would have picked a three because. Even if the shooting hadn't happened, even if the hanging hadn't happened, this this is a very old building, and it sounds like Cam may have still died in the building. He succumbed to his, he had succumbed to his illness, whatever that may be, in that building. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Adolf had to have died in that building. Like people died at home way back when. That was just a thing. You right. that's why it's called your deathbed. You just effing lay in bed until you die. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know. Don't. Take that with a grain of salt. I don't know. Maybe there's <laughs> there's a reason for every phrase, turn of phrase. But that to me makes sense. I'm sure people died in that home, whether it was from the tragedy or not. Who's to say? Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, there probably are spirits there. Yeah, whatever. I'll just come up to a three. I'll just do it. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay. So next we're going to rate the, oh, what in the world? scare Scare level level? yep okay i blacked out too i'm sorry (laughs) sorry dear miles away go on (laughs) so scare level okay okay ready yeah three two one one one. yeah very hard to be scared it's very hard to be scared when there's clanging and and tickets pop clanging of silverware and tickets popping out of printers and yeah you can hear them yelling orders in the kitchen and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's I'm going to get the F out of here. Like the co-workers talking to each other. Yeah. I did feel a sense of like uneasy upstairs. In the upstairs. And that's really why it's not a zero. I really did. It's It was almost an immediate wash. I literally just remembered a thing that happened. This is a silly... It's, it's silly because... I don't know. Let me just explain it. And Here I think we it, go with our <laughs> realizations in the last minute. The right. Well, I don't think it's going to change anything for me. And I don't think it's going to change anything for you. But it solidifies my one instead of a zero, which is... So when we first sat down, there was a larger party, probably a party of six or eight, sitting around this round table. Mm-hmm. They, there were some weird conversations <laughs> happening there. But to each their own, they ended up paying their bill and leaving. And we realized after they left, there was still talking happening. So there was a couple, a couple booths behind us. Mm -hmm. So we thought 
we heard discussion happening. There was talking. I heard them talking amongst themselves. I believe they were actually talking about the group that was directly, they were directly next to that big group. Yeah. And it was, like I said, there was a group of characters, so there was something to talk about. We hear these people conversing back and forth. All of us have gone to the bathroom by this point. We're sitting there eating chips, ready to order. But I feel like we would see, it's a really small room. You would see anything moving yeah. that room. We watched, we saw, Megan saw the curtains move out of the corner of her eye. Yeah. All I know is there was talking in the booth, and then at a point, someone said, wasn't there a couple? I think Maddie was like, wasn't there a couple in that booth? Like, we thought we heard talking. I was like, yeah. So I lean over, and sure enough, the couple is not there. There's, like, there's a to-go box. Like, first of all, they forgot their leftovers, which blows, and I'm sure they're mad about it. (laughs) There was a check and everything at no point. This is so, this sounds so silly. They had to have left unless they weren't real because ghosts are real. But at no point did I, any three of us notice this couple leave. And I think we had already figured out what we wanted. We were just sitting and talking. Yeah. I never saw them leave. All I know is I suddenly just realized conversation had stopped and they were just gone. Yeah, that's true. I do remember that. So I don't know. I'm sitting I mean, here saying we that's could so. Could chalk imp- it up to we were just so distracted with our own conversation that we didn't notice. But that's it obviously is, a possibility. But it's what would be like the cigar room or the parlor room or something. It's a small room. There's no other way out except there's one entrance and exit. Period. That's, that's it. it. Right. And part of me is like, that's so silly. Of course, a couple was eating there. It's dinner time, whatever. But I mean, ghosts are ghosts are ghosts. And bring it back to Mongers, where there are stories of servers who were serving people. Like, they saw people walk in. They saw people sit down. And then go. they would go to help them, and they're not there. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Just like how they see the ghost girl in the booth whatever i don't know were those people actually there or not i don't even know anymore but it solidifies my one is all i'm saying i'll keep the one yeah okay so then the last thing we're going to well another thing we're gonna rate it on is is believability oh why is this so weird i don't know i guess i've got i'll see no i go with your gut let's do it are you ready? Yeah. I'm not either. Let's just, <laughs> I think I just changed in the last second. Three, two, one, three. One. What? Hello. <laughs> I don't know. I just... A lot of the things you can explain away because it is a bustling restaurant, I feel like. The, the couple, we could have just been distracted and missed it. Uh, some of the sounds, we're unfamiliar with the, bu- the building. Mm-hmm. It could just be things settling and moving and right you step on a board in this room and it makes it squeak in the other room sort of the bathroom door could have very well been there was only two stalls in that well there were three but someone could have walked in and seen us in the stalls and we're like oh and like popped out very rarely do i go less than you i feel like that's true i feel like i tend to be a little more harsh on the rating a little even a little more skeptical at times Mm -hmm. the connect i mean that kind of got me yeah, I really wanted to say two, and at the last second, I, I changed my mind to three. To so also. we went opposite directions. <laughs> and I think it's, again, I'm just lending hand to my whole concept of, like, people had to have died in the house. It's been around since 1870. It, I feel like there's spirits there. Did we really encounter them? Mm, whatever. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. But I believe there, there's got to, I believe there's something there. Mm-hmm. We just 
caught them on not taco tuesday right so oh well so we're gonna take all three of these not necessarily doing math and now we do an overall rating just everything combined everything we've taken from this what kind of what score do we give hacienda mexican restaurant slash cam and schellinger brewery i'm ready okay three two one two Two. i feel like we always bring it home like i we (laughs) somehow disagree on that it's i think it's worth the trip there's enough history there that i feel like yeah potentially there's something is there even if there wasn't a murder suicide well i guess it was just two suicides two suicides but I, I, I still think there's enough history there that there could be something. The history is cool nonetheless. The building is very cool. The food, pretty darn good. The margaritas, wonderful, just don't get frozen. Safe. If anything, go for the food. It's not bad. Yeah, if you're not if you're up in northern Indiana or southern Michigan, I can't think of directions. Northeastern Illinois or <laughs> south or northwestern Ohio. Just go to this freaking restaurant. I don't know. Wonderful 10 out of 10 would recommend the food and the atmosphere. The atmosphere, definitely. Yeah. Is it really haunted? Mm. I think unless we got the opportunity to do what we did at Moggers, it is very hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Which they have had a Investigations. Yeah, a paranormal investigation done there before. And it's enough that when we were searching for places in Indiana that it kept popping up as mm-hmm. one of like top 10 most haunted places in Indiana. Out of all the places we've done, I was like, really? Right. The Hacienda? <laughs> yeah. I will say, they did say that the people that did the investigation before said that they do believe that there are spirits there, but definitely nothing mean. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a very calm feeling there. So, mm-hmm. and I, I agree. So maybe this story isn't true then. Because you'd think someone would be at rest in that case. But who who knows? Another investigation for another day. Yeah. <laughs> or that. just another taco. Whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lord D. We're done. That's We that finally made it. That wraps up the Hacienda in Mishawaka, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana's so got some wild that. names, I know. <laughs> I know. So thank you guys for tuning in and listening and joining us for another episode. If you want to find us, check us out on all of our social media or so they say pod, uh, our website or so they say pod.com. We next week have our listener episode coming up already. February has just come and gone. Like we're blazing through you guys. I don't, I don't want to, I don't know. I am like grateful and not, I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like the older, you know what? No, because we're going to go down this rabbit hole and I'm going to get real existential and I cannot. No, not today. Not today. No. <laughs> <laughs> so our listener episode is next week where we tell your guys' stories. So if you've got something spooky that's happened to you, um, something you've experienced, if you've lived in a haunted house, if uh, you've seen something that you just couldn't explain, tell us and we will tell everybody else for you because we'll believe you trust us like you it doesn't matter how hokey you think your story is we will listen and we went we to will... a haunted mexican restaurant right just <laughs> what more do you want from us I know. 
<laughs> so you can send your spooky stories to or so they say pod at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the show and like what you hear, you can always donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash or so they say pod. That is a monthly subscription. But if you're not into commitment, we get it. It's whatever. You Been know. there, done that. You do you. Uh, you can also do one-time donations through our PayPal, which is a link that we will share on our page. And of course, the merch. Check out all of our cool new merch at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. And that is it. The end. <sighs> go eat a taco. Go drink some margaritas. Uh, happy National Margarita Day. <laughs> yeah, happy Thursday. I hope you enjoyed it. Right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Cody Mason. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Or So They Say Pod. Visit us at our website, Or So They Say Pod.com, where you can find links to all social media. If you like the show, please subscribe to our newsletter and consider donating to our podcast at patreon.com forward slash Or So They Say Pod. Running a podcast takes time and money, and we'd love to give you the best listening experience possible. Episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help drive us up the charts, and of course, thanks for listening.